Here at Clay Church, over the last month, we've been talking about the places in the Bible stories of Advent and Christmas. We've talked about the wilderness and about Nazareth, about the shepherd's field, about Bethlehem. And, and more specifically, we've talked about what can we learn from those places? What can we learn about God? What can we learn about our, our faith, who God is to us and who we are as followers of, of Jesus? Tonight, we're going to examine one more place, Michiana. It's not in the Bible, you might say. I will admit, the name Michiana is not in the Bible, at least not in any translation that I have. But, uh, but we're going to explore Michiana with a biblical perspective anyway. I hope you'll just come along and explore with me tonight. Would you pray with me, God? God, we are thankful for the music, for the light, for the love in this room. Now speak to us show up in this place and remind us that indeed you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So you heard the Christmas story from Luke a little bit ago, and I wanted to share another scripture tonight that I think will help us explore Christmas in Michiana. It comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 33. Beginning in verse 12, it says this, Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You've said, I know you by name and you hadn't found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. So some of you, I'm just guessing, you're sitting there right now, and you're like, I've been coming to Christmas Eve services for 50 plus years, and I have never heard a reading from Exodus on Christmas Eve. And some of you are saying, do you know what, can we just skip ahead of the candle lighting? That's my favorite part of the Christmas service. Let's just get there, right? It's okay. It's all right. To understand what happens when we light those candles in a few minutes, though, I just want to talk about this passage from Exodus and Moses and Christmas for just a minute. 
Because if you, if you listen to Moses in this, in this passage from Exodus, do you hear what Moses is going through? Like, he is uncertain. He's unsteady. He is unsure of what the future holds. Life is feeling a bit chaotic. He's been asked to do something. He's not even sure he can do it. He is, he is looking for some sense of validation that God is with him. He needs to feel it. He needs to, he needs to know it in his soul and his bones so that he can face what's ahead. And he's bold enough to ask. He goes to God in prayer and he's like, God, I just I need to know you're here and I need to know your presence. And God says to him, Okay, this is Brian's paraphrase, by the way. This isn't exactly what the Bible says. But, but God says to him, look, I, my face is beyond what you can comprehend. You can't, you can't fully understand who I am. But I'll tell you what, you're going to see my glory pass by. I am going to appear in a way that you know my presence. And then Moses is given a gift. God shows up. And Moses gets to see that glory, and it gives Moses the assurance that God is with him. It gives the people the assurance that God is with them that they need to face the wilderness, to face the chaos, to face the unknown, to face the challenges in their life, knowing that, that God is, is with them. Now we know because tonight we gather and know that, that God's story doesn't end there, though. Right? The people will be at a place, again, where it feels like life is falling apart, where the Roman Empire is making life miserable, where they don't know where their next meal is coming from for some of them, where, where life is difficult and uncertain, and they're seeking deliverance and hope and knowledge that, that somehow God is with them. And this time, God appears again in answer to the people crying out, in answer to prayers that ask to know God's presence. And this time, God comes as a baby in a manger God comes as a human being, and mankind, humankind, is invited to look into those eyes and see that face of grace and mercy. When God knows we need it the most, God appears and shows God's self to us. There's this fancy word called incarnation. An incarnation just essentially means that God shows up. God becomes flesh and, and dwells among us. The promise of God's presence becomes real, becomes one of us. And so we celebrate tonight, right? That's why, why we're here. That's what, what draws us together. Oh, okay, so some of us were drugged here by a family member. Yes, but, but we're all here tonight because we celebrate this, this gift that God shows up, that God is with us, Emmanuel in, in Jesus. We celebrate because we know that the story isn't confined to a stable in Bethlehem. Yeah, that's, 
That's where we tell the story, but we know that the story doesn't end there, that Jesus sends his Holy Spirit to those who follow and those who believe so that the incarnation of Christ's body is made real in us, in the church. That's why we keep gathering together every Christmas not simply to, to feel good and to, and to light some candles, but because it reminds us that we now get to be God showing up for the world, to bring this good news in the very way we live, in the very way that we love. Right? Christmas is just the launch of this even greater story of God at work, a story that each one of us is a part of. And we gather tonight to celebrate that God with us becomes a promise through the ways that we are the church in the world. Right? That promise of God continues over time through us. God shows up. God is with us for a family from Afghanistan because the church sees that, that they helped the U.S. military and yet there was no help for them. And when they arrived here, they had nothing and they were about to have nothing again. And so a group of people from the church came together found a way to, to purchase and invest together and, and buy a, a house for them and, and offer it at a rent they can afford and, and care for them so that they can get on their feet and know this truth that God is with us. God with us. In a, in a church that has Stephen ministers, one of, of whom is assigned right now to somebody who is just going through misery, Family struggle after family struggle and wondering if God is with them and, and in the midst of that struggle that Stephen minister reaches out every week and makes a phone call or a visit and says, God is with you. God is with us. And families tonight and tomorrow that are going to be opening packages more than 200 kids are going to be opening packages over this, over this holiday weekend because the church, the body of Christ today, came together and brought together gifts to provide Christmas for them so that they would know that God is with us. In a few minutes, we're going to light candles tonight. And I hope when you do that, and I'll probably remind you, but when you do that, I want you to look around, and I want you to see the glow in the room, the glow in the faces, because that glow is a reminder that God is present in each and every one of us. The question isn't whether or not God is here. The question is, will we be bold enough in our lives after this Christmas celebration? Will we be bold enough to keep asking for God to show up and then to keep answering the call when God says, I'll show up in you, in my people, in my church, as you carry ministry into the world? Will we be bold enough to participate and accept the invitation to see how God is showing up. And then to jump in and carry the good news of the light of Jesus in our daily lives to our world.
Lucas is going to sing A Holy Night. And we invited some of you as we think about sharing Christmas in, in Michiana, right? It doesn't name Michiana in the Bible, but, but God shows up in Michiana through this promise to be with us in the families of our church. So you're going to see some, some of the families of the church scrolling on the screen. And I just want, if you didn't send a picture in, no, just imagine your picture up there too as we celebrate God showing up in our lives, in our families, in our midst, in our community. stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel Don't do. No, I 
His law is love, and His gospel is peace. Chain shall, chain shall He break, for the slave is our brother, and in His name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise we let all within us praise his holy name. 